Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Hey, hey guys, it's Damien here from the School of Attraction. Um, I'm really looking forward to today's uh event it's a it's a brand new it's it's a brand new uh webinar that i've put together i haven't delivered this one before and i always get the most excited when it's a brand new one uh now as promised as i really promised you guys um when i invited you all here i'm not going to spend really any time um um talking about myself and i'm certainly not going to spend any time trying to sell you guys anything i really want to spend you know the great majority of our time either teaching you guys about some witty banter (laughs) or answering questions that you guys have about witty banter which i'll be doing at the end now um you know to to keep up with that you know i'm going to make that promise to you guys um about on your end i want you guys to be really really engaged so what i want you guys to do is i'm going to be asking questions throughout um you know the session today and I want you guys to reply. I can see you guys have been chatting um, up here in the box next to me, which is really, really fantastic. Um, and, you know, if you haven't you know, jumped in and said hello yet, I want you guys to just jump in and say hello. Hello, world. Hello, Damien. Hello, Nick. Hello, Jesse. Hello, Kevin. Whatever it is, just jump in and, and start, to, start to engage with this program because I know it's really easy to uh, watch something like this at the same time. You're on your phone. You're on Tinder, swiping right, swiping left, trying to write something witty and badgery. Um, you know, but... I, you're going to miss some good stuff if you're not engaged. And if you're only half engaged, you may hear something, but it doesn't sink in the way that you need it to sink in. So, you know, that's going to be really, really important. So I want you guys to be fully engaged and I want you to take the time to write um, whenever I ask questions. I want you to, yeah, the more you engage, trust me, I promise you, the more you're going to get out of it. And that's why I don't want to waste too much of your time talking about boring crap. And I want to get really stuck in. So that's really awesome, Jesse. Really awesome. Aaron, hey, how you doing, bud? Um, Jonathan, good to hear from you, mate. Lucas, Jake, fantastic. Uh, oh my God, he said my name. He said my name. Uh, <laughs> cool guys, all right? Let's 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 get rolling. I hope, I hope to see some more hellos, some more welcome, some guys that get into the room. I'm going to sort of get started here, um, without any further ado. Just really quickly, most of you guys know who I am. Uh, I'm Damien, and again, I'm not going to tell you my life, life history. All I want to tell you is that I've been teaching this for 10 years, um, just over 10 years now. And um, I teach both men and women. I've, I've, you know, I, I want to point out, I'd never think of myself as a guru or a master. I'm a guy who has had to deal with a lot of shit, a lot of adversity in his life. I have a history of panic attacks, really severe panic and, and, and depression. And I've had to overcome a lot of that to, I guess, master a lot of areas of my life. And one of those areas is my dating and relationships. So... You know, I, I, I want to point out that I don't think of myself as a master. I think of myself as someone who's worked really hard in one particular area. And because I've worked hard, because I've dealt with a lot of shit myself, I want to help other men who've dealt with crap themselves in their own life. And that's really what I am. I position myself as someone who's just gotten good in one area. Um, you know, I like to think I'm pretty damn good at what I do. I love doing what I do. I, I, I get really amazing results. And, um, you know, I like to think from time to time I'm a funny guy to speak with as well. So hopefully I know what I'm talking about when it comes to some witty banter and joking around. So let's get stuck in, guys. Uh, I just wanted you to know who the hell I was and what the hell I looked like. Um, um, Let's get rid of that horrible photo. Now, I want to ask you guys a question. Um, Banter, witty banter and and humor. Um, 
mastering this skill, because I'm, I'm a huge advocate of the fact that banter is a really, really important skill. Outside of just being charming with ladies, where could you use this skill? Where do you think this is going to help you in your life? Um, you know, it's important. You're going to use banter in lots of other lots of other situations. I'd love to see you guys give me some examples of situations where you think if you were really, really amazing at some of this banter stuff, where would you use it other than to pick up girls? Because I want to drive this point home. You're going to use these skills. You should be using these skills in many, many parts of your life. Um, and indeed, no, I haven't married Divi yet. Neither of us are really the big fans of marriage. So we've been together for eight years, but uh, no marriage, no marriage anytime soon either. Okay. So Jack, you've said doing a business deal. Yeah. Um, absolutely doing a business deal. Michael says, can help anywhere? First impressions, business sometimes. Yes. First, definitely first impressions in a lot of situations. Um, build rapport, professional setting, work and social life, cultivating friendships. Yes, yes, yes. Fucking yes. Absolutely. You do use it almost everywhere. I've got a couple of examples I'm going to share with you guys. Times I used it, I've used banter to um, to achieve things I couldn't normally have achieved. So first of all, I really worked hard on this stuff. A lot of what I'm going to teach you guys tonight, I worked hard on. I'm 34 now, which makes me feel a little bit old. But anyway, when I was 20, I started working on this stuff. And when I was 21, I kind of had it pretty well under my belt, the, the, the banter and teasing stuff anyway. And so the first time that I really used this to achieve something, there's no way I should have been able to achieve was in a job interview. And so here I was, 21 years old. I had zero experience, guys, zero experience as training, educating, teaching. I had none at all. And the only the only qualification I had behind me was like a, a one-month certificate for in training and assessment. And I was a university dropout. I did three years of engineering and then left. So anyway, so I applied for work to a to a the, the biggest private lending institution in the country. And I said, I want to work with you guys. And I, I got an interview because they were interviewing like 100 people for this role. And I went into the interview room. And the first thing I knew I had to get them to laugh because I knew I was horrifically underqualified and there was no way I was going to get this job. And interviewing me was a middle-aged woman, not the lady pictured here, it was just a regular middle-aged woman, a middle-aged man, and a young guy, probably about 24 or 25. And those were the three in the room with me. And, you know, the first thing I said to them was, hey, guys, thanks for seeing me. Um, you know, I, I feel a little bit neurotic. I got up this morning, and I don't know if you guys have ever had a bad hair day, but I was like, I was trying to, like, have you ever had it where you try to do up your tie and it just never ties right, and you're not doing it three or four times? You know, I think I've been a little bit nervous because I really want this job. And, and, you know, the first few times, I just couldn't get it right. I wanted it to look like your tie. And I was pointing at the older gentleman. You know, I want it to look like your tie. Like, that's a properly tied up tie. You know, but every time I do it, it just looked like your tie. And I'd point at the young guy, the 24-year-old, and I'd say, you know, it just looked like your tie, which looks like it's had a few too many martinis last night. And the thing is that the young guy, his tie was really horribly tied up. Like, the top button was undone and his tie wasn't properly fastened. And the older two, the older two people in the interview looked at him and burst out laughing, because I literally dared to bag out one of my interviewers, um, in a fun and playful and non-offensive way, and and after that I kept being a little bit playful throughout the interview, kept having a little bit of fun, and the really amazing thing was that I got the job. I, in fact, I got a job I should never have gotten. I beat like a hundred other people to get a job as a training facilitator, you know, this massive company. 
Uh, and that was my first example. The second time I did it, guys, I'll make this story shorter. I don't want to take up too much time, but just to give you examples of times I use this. Um, because the thing is, right, when we when we when we make people laugh, when we tease people, when we, we when we're having fun with them, they like us more. Okay, and when they like us, when we like someone, we we are we want to work with them. We don't want to hurt them. We want to do things in their best favor. We feel compelled to to be on their side with things. We just can't help ourselves. See, and and I use this when I also bought, bought a car. I bought a, a little Hyundai Excel when I was 20, 21 as well, 21 years old. And I remember going to the guy who was selling it. And I don't know if any of you have ever sold a car, but but when someone um when someone buys a used car, like they usually come to your house and they're just like, hey, how you doing? I want to see the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 anyway, so I went to this guy's house, and he had a you know pretty nice big house and this tiny little old Hyundai Excel that I was buying. And I said to him, "Man, I really like your house." He said, "Thanks." And then I said, "It's um, I guess that's why you bought the house, right? Because it's really hard to pick up chicks with this tiny little uh, rust bucket here, right?" And he laughed at that because you know I was like you know telling him that that. Yeah, you had to buy the house to make up for the shitty car. And I told him, Lord knows how I'm going to pick up chicks. I live in a, I live with my fucking parents. <laughs> I'm not going to get laid for a year driving a little Hyundai Excel, but I got to have it, you know? So anyway, straight away, I started joking with the guy. And uh, what was the outcome? The outcome was that I got really ridiculously good price i offered him because he'd been trying to sell it for a long time i'd already checked with him on the phone can you can you go down to you know this price is no i can't do it i said cool i'll come and have a look at the car i ended up getting it for another 200 dollars off what he said he wouldn't go down to uh, when i went in to see him and the reason is because i got him laughing because he liked me i mean he did want to get rid of the car it wasn't it wasn't you know if you've ever had anyone try to bargain with you it feels aggressive and especially if it's not fun, but because I made it fun, it was okay for me to haggle with him and he didn't feel pushed or coerced. So he was going to go to a lower price. Um, another time I used it with the mechanic, for, for, like when I went to the mechanics, I use it there as well. People always worry about mechanics overcharging, but the thing is when they like you, when you joke with them, you, when you get them laughing, they don't rip you off. And it's just, just this, this massive aspect to be towards human nature. When you get people laughing, when you get people chuckling and smiling and all that kind of stuff you get things in life that you couldn't normally achieve so i don't know if that's ever I, i'm sure you guys can kind of picture a lot of situations you can use this, use this but guys to this day i man i get i get upgrades on planes i get all sorts of things i mean not all the time but i get them and i get them way more often than anyone else why because i'm friendly because i joke and because i when i ask i'm asking in the form of, of, of laughing and, and playfulness and you're going to learn in today that if you can use banter, you can sexually escalate like a motherfucker, uh, and um, and and get away with it, and not have her be pissed off, even if she doesn't want to, you know, be sexually escalated. So you can get away with a lot more if it's fun, and that that's going to be a really key principle. Or something we're going to learn some of the more advanced stuff today. So, guys, very quickly, what we're going to go through today, I'm going to quickly make sure you guys know exactly what banter is. I'm going to give you guys some one-liners that you can use right now. Now, this is really simple stuff, but this is really this is stuff you can walk away from this seminar tonight. You can go out straight away, and you can start using uh, on on girls, guys, whoever, um, to make fun of them, to tease, to to sort of banter around. Then I'm going to go through with you is, you know, we all get stuck in really boring small talk conversations. Small talk is boring as hell. Uh, we all know that. But I'm going to show you guys how to, whenever you're in small talk, whenever you're stuck there, how to get out of it, how to turn it instantly into something fun. 
rather than something like shitty and boring and quite frankly, neither guy nor girl wants to be a part of. Then what we're going to do is I'm going to go into some of the more juicy stuff. I'm going to show you a number of strategies that I use and that I get my clients to use on how to sexually escalate using banter exclusively. Um, and, and I honestly, I always prefer sexually escalating using banter than trying to physically escalate doing the, any of the other stuff. And you'll see why I like it. Um, number five, I'm going to show you how to get really great at banter without leaving you home. Um, and this sounds boring, but actually this is, I made it green and double start it to grab your attention. Why? Because it's the most important thing I'm going to discuss with you guys today. This is the most important strategy that I'm going to teach as the strategy that is going to make you really, really awesome at witty banter. So definitely you don't want to miss that. Number six, I'm going to, as promised, I'm going to be giving you guys a free, a free online training program. Um, this, it's like, it's, it, trust me, it's a no strings attached. It's not like a, you know, here's a couple of, here's a little bit of training and the rest you've got to pay for. This is a, this is a full online course that I'm giving you guys that, um, that you don't want to miss. I'm giving it away for free. Why? Because I love guys who take action. You know, there's 37 of you here right now, right this second in the room. And every single one of you made the effort to be here. And I want to reward you for that. So I'm going to be giving that away for you right at the end. And last of all, I'm going to take some time to answer any questions you guys have uh, throughout this talk. So stay tuned for that, guys. Let's go. Right. So what is banter? Well, guys, banter, in case you're unsure, it is about 80% teasing. Now, I don't just mean teasing her. I don't just mean making fun of her like I made fun of my interviewer's tie. Teasing could be making fun of yourself. Teasing could be making fun of a situation or an environment. Teasing could be uh, making fun of someone who isn't even in the conversation, another person entirely. Whatever it is, it's teasing. It's making fun of. The other 20% is funny stories, like just saying, I'm going to give you some funny stories after a while anyway, but it's saying something funny like, oh, my God, the weirdest thing happened last week when I was here at this club, blah, 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 blah. Um, that is banter. That is essentially all that banter is. Um, so I'm going to uh, focus most heavily on teasing because that's the skill set that you need to learn. So let's get let's get moving. Why is banter such an attractive feature, guys? Let me ask you that. Why? Why, 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 why? Uh, give me some answers. Why do you think? Why is it that you're all here? Um, why did you believe that banter was something that you needed to master? Hey, Michael. Um, you know, why is it? Why are you here? What are you hoping it's going to give you in the world of attraction? What do you think it is about banter that makes women go, hey, I like him. I want to be around him. Why? It makes the conversation fun. It shows value. Yes and yes, absolutely. It shows confidence. Absolutely. It gets women stimulated conversationally. Uh-huh. Uh, massively stimulated conversationally. Um, it makes it playful and fun, social intelligence, women like humor. Yes, 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 and yes. And edgy. Yes, actually, that's really important. It's edgy. Um, absolutely, it's edgy. And that's actually one of the important things about banter is that you're taking a social risk. Anytime I banter with someone, I'm taking like, you know, when I made fun of that, that guy's tie, can you imagine what a risk that is? Who the hell insults one of their interviewers? Um, I made a call reading body language. Um, that he was a junior member, assuming, and that the older members would hate the fact that he was really unkempt at an interview. Um, and sure enough, they they loved it. And, and they laughed the harder because it was so unexpected. So yeah, the bigger risk you take, the bigger laugh you get. But of course, double-edged sword, it can go badly. And that's something that women want to see. That's what they want to experience. But it's more than that. Okay, um, I hate that guy. He always makes me laugh. 
said no human being who ever lived. I mean, no one. Everyone likes to laugh. It's it's a deeply pleasurable experience. And attraction, picking up women, is 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 is. I don't know. It's just this area that that, that banter is so important for. Um, sorry, I'm just reading some of the comments here. Paul, you said, can you tease about her ex-husband, father of her children? Um, I have done before. Got to be very careful. A lot of teasing, a lot of banter is actually reading a situation, reading a context. So even a lot of the one-liners I'm going to give you won't work with every girl. Um, the art of banter is not just knowing what to say. It's when to say it and who to say it to. Um, you know, that's that's a lot of the skill set. That's why I can't just bing, bang, bomb, make you good overnight. It's going to take a little bit of practice. I'm going to show you how to practice, but it does take a little bit of time. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so, so banter, like picking up women is a very emotional thing, all right? And to be really great with women is actually to be very good at making women feel things, positive things, and associate positive feelings with you. So if every time a woman is around you, she's feeling something really great, then she wants to be around you again. Okay, so if the first time I meet someone, someone said first impressions before, absolutely. The first time someone meets me, it's fun. You assume every time you meet me, it's going to be fun. And that's really important because it, it ups my buying temperature. So if your interaction with a girl is fun and you get a number, um, I don't know. I'm sure many of you, can I get an amen, have, have gotten numbers and the girl doesn't respond or the date never eventuates and how frustrating that is because I find it frustrating. I'm sure you guys do too. Uh, but if it's fun, then your buying temperature is higher. So she's way more likely to want to respond and go on a date with you because she assumes the date is going to be fun. And that's that's a really important part of it. Yeah, Nick, plenty of times. Uh, me too, sadly, me too in my past. Okay, let's have a look at some one-liners. And this is really kind of the the, the most simple. Uh, and it's kind of almost like a cheap shot because I know everyone wants some one-line banter lines they can use. And these are lines that I've personally used a lot, the lines that I give to students a lot, the lines that I've seen used hundreds and hundreds of times over. So so I'm going to give these lines to you guys. The first one is is the most easy. You can use this in the most contexts. It works like this. Um, that's okay. No one's perfect. I'm, I'm sure you're otherwise a very nice person. So uh, when do we use this? All right, imagine you're talking to a girl and you say, so um, um, what, do you, what do you do for work? And she says, oh, I'm a lawyer. You go, oh, okay. Oh, that's, look, that's okay. No one's perfect. I'm, I'm sure you're otherwise a very nice person. Um, that's a tease. That's, that's you know, <laughs> it's, it's, in a sense, it's saying all lawyers are assholes, but it's a much nicer way of putting that line out there. And you can use a line like this with, uh, with anything that's positive. So she, it has to be something positive. For example, had you said to her, so what do you do for work? And she says, um, I'm, a, I'm a secretary. And you go, oh, that's okay. No one's perfect. I'm sure you're otherwise a very nice person. That just makes you sound like a douche, like a, an arrogant prick. So it has to be a positive thing, you know, like a like anything, you know, it just has to be considered positive. And it doesn't just have to be work. You can do it with where do you live. You know, there many of you live in Sydney, not all of you, but if she lives in a relatively affluent suburb, where do you live? Vol clues, oh, that's okay. No one's perfect. I'm sure you're otherwise a very nice person. It's a great tease, right? You tease her about being snooty. But if she lives in, I don't know, Blacktown, or so. Blacktown's not too bad, but you know, fucking God knows, some are really shoddy. Um, then, then it feels a little bit insulting. It doesn't have to be shoddy, just average, and it can easily feel insulting and arrogant. So that's a line that I've used a lot. It's actually one of the first lines I ever give guys when they're trying to practice teasing. Um, Jesse, just quickly, you asked me, do I still game girls? Um, 
Yes and no. Um, yes, because my, my partner and I have been in, in and out of open relationships quite often. Um, hey, Paul, my my, part, my 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 girlfriend grew up around Mount Jewett. Um, and yeah, it's a bit shifty at times. But anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so Jesse, yes, I do at times, especially because we're in an open relationship. So I do get some practice. Um, so it's not like I've been out of practice for eight years. But but um, yeah, it's not as much as I used to. Let's say a couple of times a month as opposed to a couple of times a week, a day, uh, as it used to be when I was uh, going out all the time. Uh, moving on. All right. Okay. I'm impressed they let you out in public so often. Or, but you seem so normal before. Uh, that's something I often say. Whenever she says something silly or does something foolish um, or she um, you know, knocks over a drink or stumbles over her words or trips over or whatever it is, um, this is the line that I tend to use. There's a couple of others in, in similar contexts. You know, I'm impressed they let you out in public so often, you know, <laughs> but you seem so normal before. Uh, and then I give her a bit of a bit of shit for it. Um, you know, the, the doctor's nice. You take your medication every day. You know, you can roll off that a little bit. But again, it's just teasing. It's a, it's a, it's a good way to make fun of her a little bit. The third one now. Um, this is one I often tend to use. Uh, I don't know if there are any of you guys. I'm sure there are some of you who really love, um, like, your, your really sweet Asian girls, like the more demure, um, quiet, um, not so sort of uh, uh, outrageously behaved um, Asian girls. And, and I totally get the appeal. They're not the type of girls I tend to go for. I tend to go for my very brash, outrageous girls. But it's always different personalities. With girls like that, you got to be careful with your teasers that they're a little bit more... I guess innocent, almost the way you might tease a child. And that's not because they're stupid. It's because you've got language barrier and also because you've got cultural contextual difference. So that's why I like this one. Did you know your nose wriggles when you're shy? Um, it's really great because if a girl likes you she'll and she's shy, she could do the whole giggle thing, the like look down and stick her hand in front of her, her eyes or whatever. Um, and it's really fantastic. And I, I also, I like using that one a lot during the day because if you're picking up girls during the day, your teasers ha sometimes have to be a little bit more um, guarded. So I really do like that one, especially if you're picking up Asian girls during the day. That's a really great one. Uh, and it makes them a little bit self-conscious, but not in a cruel or mean way. Uh, something else that I really do enjoy is it's a good thing you're not X, insert word here, or this could get embarrassing. So something that she's actually doing. So if I'm if I'm in a bar and I'm talking to a girl and she's she's getting really like passionate about a topic, right? Um I could say, I could say, gee, it's a good thing you're not bossy, or this could be a really tough conversation, you know. Or I could say, it's a good thing that you let other people talk to sometimes, otherwise this could be a weird conversation. Or I could say, it's a good thing you're not drunk, or this could be really embarrassing, um, you know. Or she, or she, or she trips over, you know. You could say, oh, it's you know, it's a, it's a good thing you're not clumsy, or this would be a really awkward date, um, you know. This kind of just, just, just teasing, playful stuff. Again, you know, a lot of this one-line stuff works well if you're teasing her. Um, another one I love, anytime you catch them making a mistake. Uh, gee, seventh grade must have been a tough few years for you, huh? Uh, <laughs> the, good, the thing I like about that is that it always takes them a couple of minutes to get what you just said, um, as it probably did you. Like, this wasn't as quick to, to click as the others. And so the fact that it takes a few seconds to click when it's aimed at you kind of makes you fit the stereotype for a second. And so, yeah, it just works really nicely. Um, but again, some of these are more aggressive than others. Now, the last one that I want to give you guys is... It's my favorite, but it's actually quite advanced and you've got to be a little bit careful and you've got to be willing to back it up. So this is kind of one of those use with care. I threw it in because I love it and it's mine and it's been mine since the beginning, but I'm giving it away for free anyway. Um, I don't know anyone who has says this, but I've said it for over a decade. Wow. Um, okay. The line is this. Evidently, your boyfriend doesn't spank you enough and I never use it during the day. 
I always use it during the night and I use it whenever she does something a bit obnoxious or a bit, you know, aggressive or a bit, you know, you know, whatever I can tease you about for being bossy. I'll say evidently, and it's not necessarily the girl I'm hitting on either. I say to her, you evidently your boyfriend doesn't spank you enough. And she'll say, oh, she'll say, I don't even have a boyfriend. And I'll say, see, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Um, now, I, I like it because it's naughty. And I like it because it's a little bit sexual. And again, you've got to pick your girls to use this on. Um, and if she, and the other great thing is if she does have a boyfriend, uh, she'll say, she'll say, oh, I do. She'll say something along, you know, the lines of, oh, my boyfriend's good to me. And I'll go, that's the problem, right? He doesn't spank you enough. And, and, and sometimes you get it going, yeah, that's true. And it's like, did you just admit to me that your boyfriend isn't rough enough with you in bed? You don't say it, but, but you, you know, all of a sudden that she, she was, she admitted that. And that, um, that this also opens the door to start having sexual conversation. I'm going to talk about more about that later. But a, a, a tease like this, it opens up that sexual door. You've started it rolling. And again, you've got to pick your target, but that's always been, it's a longstanding one of my favorites. Uh, Richard, you just asked me, um, what would I use for girls that are more refined? Um, with girls that are more refined, I would tend to use the, you know, your nose wriggles when, when you're shy. Um, the other thing that I tend to do with girls who are shy um, is I will, because girls who are shy don't talk very loudly. So what I'll do with girls who are shy, I can't give you a one-line banter for it. But I tend to purposely mishear them. So, so uh, you know, I'll say, so um, especially if she's shy, it works doubly well. So, so where do you live in Sydney? And she go, in Bondi. I go, blowjob? Sorry, I've never heard of blowjob. That's a weirdly named suburb. And she's like, no, 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 I live in Bondi, in Bondi. Like, Bondi, why didn't you say that? What the hell are you talking about blowjobs for? Right, and with a, when a girl who's shy, like, it doesn't, with a girl who's shy, it just it just really hits the spot because they go red. They go bright red and they get so embarrassed that you thought they said the word blowjob. But it also gets them a little bit out of their shell at the same time. So I, I like to misinterpret words they say. It doesn't even have to be that close, right? Words that start with B, roughly, I'll misinterpret as blowjob. Or words that start with P, I'll roughly interpret as, 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 as penis. Or, you know, you get the idea, right? Just, just, just misinterpret as something totally, like, embarrassing for her. And that's what I tend to do with girls that are more refined. Um, if that's what you mean by refined, I guess refined could also be, I don't know what you mean by refined, Richard. You probably have to, I can, look, you know what? Ask me more about that at the end. When I get into question time, we can sort of explore it if you mean something other than, than what I thought you meant there. So <clears throat> that that's one line banter. Now let's, let's get into more meaty stuff. I don't want to spend too long on one line banter because that's really the cheap trick stuff. Just using one liners won't get you, it'll get you a one line. And then after that point, uh, that's it. You're going to have to find ways to tease and have fun later on. So let's get, let's not linger too long there. Let's talk about the small talk stuff. Um, guys, what are some of the boring questions you get asked regularly or you find yourselves asking girls whenever you can't think of anything, anything better to say? I just want you to have a think about that. Just, just write that up here right now. What kind of questions are you asking when you just, you're just like, man, like brain, what are you doing? Stop asking girls these questions. You know, or, or do girls ask you? There's just horrible, horrible questions to get asked. Um, um, let me know that. Uh, I'd love to know. Um, you know, some of the ones that that certainly I have in the past asked way too many times. What do you like about your job? Uh, where are you from? How long have you been in Oz? <laughs> yeah, I know all these. What's your job? What's your work? <laughs> um, yeah. Did you grow up around here? What do you do for work? How do you guys know each other? What do you get up to today? 
Do you come here often? Do you like the music? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're the shit, eh? How about that local sports team? How old are you? Yeah, should I should have put that one up there. Okay, so we're all guilty of this. We all know it. Um, and every conversation can go here. And can especially go here if we haven't established the interaction as being fun, right? I, I like to, like, the first thing, the first minute I like to tease, you know, that I'm talking to a girl because I want to establish that this is going to be fun. Uh, that raises my value and, and changes the nature of the interaction. But you can always get s- stuck in small talk. Are you doing this stuff? So, so here we go. So, so how are we going to change this? How are we going to work? How are we going to bust out of this crap? Because we don't want to be stuck here. It's actually really easy. What you do is there's two parts. One, the first thing you do is you can pre-prepare fun answers to the common questions you get asked. So I'll give an example. Um, girls often ask me what I do for work and I'm a dating coach. Now, I know my job is not that boring, actually, but but nonetheless, I try to make it fun. Now, I could say, if she says, what do you do for work? I could say, oh, I'm a dating coach. But normally what I say is, well, have you ever seen the movie Hitch? she go, oh, yeah, I've seen that. I say, well, I'm like the white chocolate version of Will Smith. Okay, now, can you see how answering the question that way is much more, it, it, it's begging to have fun than just going, oh, I'm a dating coach. Because what I'm doing is I've taken the time. Because how many times you get asked what you do for work? Like seriously, if you're if you're going out and you're talking to five girls a night, you're being asked five times what you do for work. Um, so you only need to invent that, solve that problem once, come up with one really fun answer, and you can use it every single time. You don't need to think on your feet. You don't even need to be cre- creative after you've been creative once about your job. Um, and you can do this with 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 different jobs. It doesn't have to be dating coach. Dating coach is, you know, well, a more interesting job. What if you work IT support? Uh, I don't know if we've got any IT guys here, maybe uh, a holler from any IT guys here, but so you're right. You work IT support. She says, what do you do for work? What could you say? Well, you could say, well, you know how sometimes your computer just stops working and you have no idea what the hell is wrong with it. She go, yeah, that's definitely happened to me more than once or whatever the fuck she says. It's really not that important what she says at this point. Because your follow-up is, well, I'm that poor sod you call for help who has to remind you to plug it back into the wall socket, you noob, right? And 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 so what am I doing is I'm having fun. I'm, I'm making fun. I'm creating a fun situation. In fact, I'm using IT support as a way to make fun of her. Um, um, and so that's the thing. And and so you know you can you can carry this on. So you go, no, I'm the poor sod. You, you have to plug it into the wall socket. And she goes, oh yeah, ha ha. I'm not that bad with computers, right? But then later on, when she teases you about something, you go, oh, oh, you think that about me? I'm sorry. I'm not the one who can't even remember to plug a computer into the wall and then has to call IT support, right? So I can go on and tease her about this later on again. So, you know, it only takes a little bit of time to try to create a nice tease. And I tend to line them up. I always tend to use this format. You don't have to, but I like to use this format for what do you do for work. I like to say, you know when or you know how. And then I line them up. And then I deliver the line. Um, one more example for you guys that I'll give you. Let's say you're a pizza delivery guy. Um, okay. And, you know, you can say, well, you know how the world is full of young people who are starving to death because they don't have access to food? <laughs> and she says, yeah, absolutely. Are you, are you a charity worker? And you can say, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I make sure no stone teenagers in Sydney starve to death by ensuring their pizzas arrive on time. Right. So so you you're having fun with it. You're you're leading her up, you're lining it up. You can see that by doing this, 
if you answered every time a girl asked you what do you do for work and you actually had fun with it like this, you're creating a fun interaction. And you've you've done it by just taking a little bit of time to pre-prepare some of these answers to some of these questions. And it doesn't just have to be to do with your work. You know, she asks you where you're from. Um, I think it was Paul who said he was from um, from um, um, uh, Mount Druitt, right? Do you reckon you could make fun of Mount Druitt, Paul? You reckon there's anything you could do to make fun of it? I mean, most suburbs have like a reputation that you could joke about. Most suburbs have like a, a negative and a positive connotation, depending who you are, where you, how you look at it. You can make fun of it, right? Um, um, you know, if whether you're from there or you're from, from Vaucluse or you, whether you're from Paddington or it really doesn't matter, you can make fun of where you're from. So yeah, whatever it is, whatever the boring questions are, what are you up to this weekend? You know, um, instead of going, oh, not much. I'm just going to hang out at home. You go, you know what? I've got a really, really hot date. Yeah, it's going to be, um, it's so amazing. I like ordered like the best food and I'm going to watch the best movie and it's just going to be me. It's it's like fucking like you, you've never had a hot date to had to have a hot date with yourself. When you have a hot date with yourself, a bottle of wine, a pizza, oh my God, right? So it's just having more fun with the answers to the boring questions are great. Um, um, so, so yeah. Now I see you guys are asking me some questions about how to reword these. I'll, let's get into these later because we've got some time and questions. I kind of wouldn't even mind working with you guys um, on it, like trying to help you try to come up with some because often we, we just got to try to think about what are stereotypes. And like, for example, Jonathan, you asked me, what about risk management? Well, the difficulty is I don't know much about risk management. See, so to me, risk management, you know, I'm trying to think about, well, what are you doing? You're assessing, you uh, are you work as an actuary? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, there's a lot I don't I don't know how to answer that because I've got to know the job and I've got to know what the stereotypes are or what some of the funny things that happen in your job are or how you could misconstrue that. It's hard when I don't know the role, so I kind of have to work on it with you guys. Um, same for civil engineers. I don't know enough about being an engineer, um, except that maybe, you know, alcohol. Um, um, so, you know, you could say for an engineer because engineers are well-known for drinking. I'll do that one just because I know it. Stereotype there. Um, you know, okay, well, see that beer you're drinking there, right? Because I'm, I'm around this all the time. See that beer you're drinking there? She'd go, yeah, yeah. She'd go, I drank a lot of that while I was studying. <laughs> you know, I'm an engineer. Um, so, you know, I, that's just me trying to riff. I'm sure there's a better way to word it, but that kind of thing is what you can do. Um, we can get on to, to more of these. I just don't want to hold anyone up. I want to keep moving in a good clips, guys. So unless if I can't give quick answers, I'll sort of do do get get to them later. All right. So the second thing we can do, however, is think about the way that we ask those questions. So um, you know, uh, oftentimes we get stuck going crap, i got nothing else to ask. Okay, uh, how old are you? Uh, oh, i got nothing else to ask. What do you do for work? Uh, 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 how do you two know each other? Did you grow up around here? It happens a lot. Um, you know, of course it does. Our brains, it happens to me, you know, there are plenty of times and I, I get it even when I'm doing these webinars more, my brain just shuts down. It just goes, crap, what was I going to say? I've already had it twice. You guys can probably tell. Maybe not. Maybe I'm smooth. We'll see. But anyway, this happens. And Instead of just falling back onto the boring questions when your brain shuts down, you have an old brain fart, what if instead you already had in your head better ways of asking these boring questions? So if you were to think about how could you reword the question, what do you do for work? Well, how could you reword that? Well, you could reword that to, so tell me, whose slave are you from nine to five? Right? So this already is begging for her to give you, I guess, a more interesting answer 
to the question. Can you imagine if I just asked any one of you, so what do you do for work? You're likely to give me a relatively stock answer. Ah, well, I'm an accountant. I'm in risk management. But if I were to say, so tell me, whose slave are you from nine to five? Uh, first of all, it has a slightly sexual connotation, doesn't it? But, but more than that, it's just begging for a little bit more of a playful answer because I asked it in a playful way. And you do the same for these others as well. You can do the same for any boring question. But, you know, asking the question in a more fun way will get you more fun answers. So it's a good, it's a good uh, encouragement tool. Um, so how long have you two been dating? Which to me is way better than how do you two know each other? You know, how long, so how long have you two been dating, right? Gets them to laugh. They're like, oh, we're not dating. You go, oh, really? You guys seem to uh, be very touchy-feely over there. Well, I, I, look, there's nothing against it. You know what you guys do in your spare time? And I'll put my finger on my nose. Don't worry, it's our little secret. I'm like, no, 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 we're not dating. No, cool. Well, then how'd you guys meet each other, right? So it's, again, it's a fun way to ask that question. It just gets, it sets the tone like everything else. You're trying to set a tone. You're trying to create that that playfulness. Um, and last, uh, you know, has Sydney always been your hood or are you a spy from another city? I mean, how much better is that just than going, oh, did you grow up here in Sydney? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> has Sydney always been your hood? And, I, and I, I do the really like the wigger thing where I do the whole like, like, like West Side symbol with my hands. Uh, or, you know, are you like a spy from another city? Uh, you know, I ham it up and make it a little bit more fun so that she has fun with it. So she has fun with me. And again, you can do it with any question. And this is just examples for you guys. You know, hopefully maybe you're writing some of these down because shit, why not use them rather than ask the same boring questions all the time? Um, but yeah, I mean, if you do just these two things, in other words, if you start asking, because think about it, if you ask a woman, so tell me, who's slave are you from nine to five? And she gives you an answer about what she does for work. What's she going to say next? She's going to say, what do you do for work? And then you go, well, huh, have you ever seen the movie Hitch? So, so you know, you're, you're starting fun. You're, you're ending fun. Already the boring, small talky stuff is already playful. Jonathan's already got four pages of notes. Fuck, mate. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's what I want to hear. Um, yeah. Um, where was I? Yeah. So that's what you – this is stuff is useful. It's simple. It is deceptively simple. I'm sure you guys agree. But it's powerful, and it works. It makes sure that – even if you don't do the rest of the stuff we're going to talk about, awesome, Jesse, one and a half. Even if we don't do the stuff you guys are talking about, then then like the, the later on and really refining and learning to be witty at banter, you can pre-prepare and already be have women think you're pretty funny. So um, let's fire out. If your name ends in J, apparently you've written a lot of freaking pages of notes. Awesome. Team J, thumbs up. So uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about how to sexually escalate using banter. Now, um, this is uh, anything sexual, sexual escalation stuff is for me is massive. All right. Um, because me, I'm a sexual escalation fiend. I love being flirty and teasing and sexually cheeky as a motherfucker. That's my thing. So, um, you know, the first thing that I like to tell you guys to do is craft a funny sexual story. Like think of a story that is sexual in nature that doesn't involve you having sex. Don't do that. No stories about you having sex or you picking up other chicks. Avoid that because it can just seem very uncouth, uncool. Um, but what you want to do is find a funny story. I'll tell you two of mine in a second. And then tell it in your interactions. Because why? Because funny stories, remember, are still part of witty banter. So what I do, um, I'll tell you both of mine. Okay, one. I had a client. Now, I tell her I had a, it was a friend, but it was a client. And anyway, he went on this holiday to Malaysia, and he was texting me all night. He went to this party, and he was texting me all night. Holy shit, dude, picked up the hottest fucking chick. Sweet Jesus. Right? And he sent me this picture just of cleavage, just a pair of, like, like clothes, but, like, nicely displayed boobs nonetheless. Um, 
uh, you know, an, an MMS message is like, holy shit, dude, look at this hot chick. Oh my God. Anyway. And, um, and, uh, so he's texting me, texting me, texting me. And he's like, oh, holy shit, dude. I think, I think we're going to home today. This is fucking epic. And then bam, no more text messages and no more text messages the next day or the day after. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck's happened? Question mark, question mark. No response. I'm like, that's fucking weird. Did I say, I don't think I said anything to offend him. I was very approving of those boobs. Uh, and <laughs> everyone wants to bang this chick. Let me tell my story. God damn it. So anyway, um, this uh this chicky uh this guy this guy comes back into sydney and i'm like dude you left me hanging what the fuck happened he's like i don't want to talk about it dude i'm like what dude what he's like fuck man we were making out on the steps and i had my hands all over and it was so amazing i i I slowly like rubbed my hand up her leg and she had a fucking heart on man (laughs) i'm like dude so anyway that's the story in a nutshell um that i tell and it's really funny because about my friend picking up this chick and you know it turns out to be a lady boy ha 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 particularly particularly interesting right now because i am literally in chiang mai thailand as we speak but anyway um so that's a story that i tell and women women love it they think it's funny um and it's not sleazy right because it's not about me i'm not doing anything sleazy just talking about a friend and it's something funny that happens to him so women laugh funny story what have i done i've changed the topic of conversation so now it's sexual in nature Another story that I tell is I say, um, you know, it was so funny. I was here, whatever club, I was here last week and um, God, it was funny. So uh, I was having a chat with my mates and all of a sudden this bouncer barges past me and and he like runs past me. And I look to see where he's going. Suddenly all the bouncers in the whole club are running towards the corner where the bathrooms are. I'm like, shit, some flight's broken out or some drug dealer's gotten caught or something. Anyway, like a few minutes passed, and all of a sudden, these bouncers walk out of the men's bathrooms. Uh, two of them. One of them's holding, like, he's got his hand on the, like, firmly on the, the neck or the shoulder of a woman. And the other one's got his hand firmly on the neck or shoulder of a guy. And they're walking. Obviously, the two of them going at it in the bathrooms. And it's so funny, right? Because the guy is, like, being marched out of the club. And he's doing like the walk of fucking pride. Like his chest could not be any more like like out there. And, you know, he's strutting out of the bathroom. He's like, fuck yeah, I was having sex in the bathrooms. And the girl is walking out next to him, like doing the fucking walk of shame. Like, nobody, look at me. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, well, fuck. Why should anyone be ashamed of having sex? That's the thing I want to know, right? Like they were both getting laid. They were both having fun. I think it's, I mean, it's funny to watch, but it's actually so sad that that I think that women would be, I guess, ashamed of of, of having sex. Like fucking more power to her. I, I I do not think any less of her for for having fun. I think more people should be willing to have fun and fuck what other people think. And usually when I do that, she'll laugh. She's like, "Yeah, fucking high five. Yeah, fuck it. Um, yeah, fuck what other people think." And that's my little story that that she finds funny. Uh, um, um, and so and so yeah, that's they're my two sexual story. Again, they're about other people. But this is only part one. Okay. So, uh, yes, I was, Jonathan, I was in Colombia a while ago. Uh, and, and now I'm in Ch- Thailand. I certainly do get around. Uh, good travels, good people, good interesting experiences. But this is only part one. So part two now is what you do is you make the situation about her and you tease her about it. So what do I mean by that? So what I do is I tell a sexual, funny sexual story. But then I give her a situation where she's involved and she and I are involved together. And I'll 
it's this is this is an advanced strategy because I'm I'm not going to hold back and give give you advanced stuff. You want to know how you use T's and S actually escalate? This is how you do it. So then, let's say I've just told this tranny story, right? And she's like, ha 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 ha, your poor friend. I'm like, yeah, man. So, but seriously, like, what? I fucking what do you do in that situation? Like, like, how do you how do you extricate? Like, what do you? I reckon some men would just go through it. I reckon. So, okay, let me ask you then. All right, uh, let me ask you. Here's why. Imagine right right now, you and I. We're getting along. Let's imagine this night goes ridiculously well and we we end up, you you come back with me to my place. We're back at my place. We're making out. It's hot and heavy. It's it's fucking going gangbusters. And and you get my clothes up, off expecting to see, you know, a decent penis. And all of a sudden, nah, there's just a nicely trimmed vagina sitting there waiting for you. What do you do in that moment? Like, like what do you do? Like, you're hot and heavy. You're turned on. Uh, like, what do you do? Do you like, ah, oh, fuck it, and it's an adventure and go through with it? Or do you like walk away and go, sorry? What would you do in that situation? So notice what I've done is I've created a funny situation. Um, but I've also I've also created a picture in her head of her and me having sex together, going home together. But in a funny context where she's not going to be offended or annoyed, I've I've gotten her to picture me and her, her going home together. And, you know, I've teased her about it. I've made fun. I've made a fun situation. So this is how – this is a great way to use banter, to use funny sexual stories to get really, really sexual very quickly, you and her sexual. So then you have a whole conversation about what, what she would or wouldn't do if it turned out you had a vagina. Uh, with the other one, of course, the official walk of shame, how would that work? Uh, well, that that's – really easy guys you just do it like um you just do it like you say to her so um you know you strike me as a pretty confident woman i'm willing to bet i'm willing to bet that now i i'm not a sex in the toilets kind of guy i'm high maintenance and classy so don't get any funny ideas but if you and i were to go to the bathrooms and have sex you strike me as the kind of woman who'd be like fuck the world i am a woman who knows what she's wants and i'm not going to feel ashamed Right. So I, I, again, make it about her and I having sex in the bathrooms. I kind of free frame a little bit like, you know, it's not my style to do that and whatever. This is just the way that I talk in my language. But you get it. I make it about her and me and then I have fun with it and we talk about it. So that's a really great strategy. And, and again, the, the two parts, you've got to think about how you're going to tell the story, part one. But then part two, you've got to think about how you're going to tease her or how you're going to, you know, flip it around and make it about you and her. So that's a really, really, really awesome strategy to use use it i've used it a gazillion times um a lot of guys are nervous about using it but when you do and you use it with a girl who's already likes you she's got to like you if she doesn't like you this doesn't work well but if she already likes you okay you're going to be amazed at how much the energy and the interaction changes for the for the for the for the positive for the sexual it's really really great stuff i love it so that's how you use banter to sexually escalate but I want to move on, guys. I want to move on. Um, uh, oh, no, there's a bonus. No, fuck off. I don't want to move on. Uh, the bonus is this. Um, there's one more strategy that I that you guys can use, one little technique uh, to sexually escalate using banter. That works like this. I'd say to a girl, and I, I would always do this. I can get away with it. And you may be able to, too, in the first few minutes, five minutes of an interaction, if it's nighttime and you know the girls are at least just slightly tipsy, having fun anyway. I'll say to her, so, um, so do you live... Like, uh, where, where in Sydney do you live? She'll tell me. And go, cool. So do you live Do you live with roommates or do you live alone or with family? Or, and she'll say to me, oh, I live with roommates or I live with family or whatever. It doesn't matter how she answers, right? But what I'll say to her is that's, that's cool. But you know that the roommate thing, I never got it. Like, how does it, how does it work? Okay, you live with roommates. But how does it work if one of you brings a guy home? Like, is that, 
Is that like, do you just do the whole like hang a tie on the doorknob, don't interrupt thing? Or is it like this really awkward kind of get the guy out of the house before the other one wakes kind of like, how does that even work? Doesn't that get weird? Like I always live alone. I like living alone. Like how does that work? So what I'm doing is I'm, 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 I'm asking her these questions because I'm saying, which is really important, you know, when you bring a guy home, how does that work? What do you do when you do that? Right. And I'm, I'm assuming she has done that from time to time. Now, if she hasn't, she won't be offended that I made the assumption. And if she has, she's going to admit to me that she has, right? She's going to say, oh, well, you know, we, 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 I, you know, neither of us care. We live on opposite ends of the apartment, so it doesn't bother either of us. Or, you know, she might say, oh, no, we're good girls. We don't do anything like that. Cool. You've just got really important information that you need. Yeah. But the thing is that that works really effectively. You know, and the same thing can be done of its parents, right? Like, so if you live with your how does that even work? Like people live with the parents. Like how do you, if you're out somewhere and you meet a guy and you want to, you know, go home with him, how does that, like do your parents, do you have to like send a text to your parents and like, oh, I'm going to Lucy's tonight. Um, I'll see you in the morning. Love you. Did you have to go through that whole thing? Or like, like how does that even like fit together? That blows my mind. Again, it's just the assumption that she would go home with a guy. Um, and you learn a lot by making that assumption. So that's another that's another strategy that I use there. It's just it's asking questions, leading questions to get information. Um, um, and always with the answer, I tend to have fun with it. You know, she's like, oh, no. And she's like, no, we live on opposite end of, end of the apartment. Then I'd say, oh, well, you know what? You, you, you never want me to come over because now you've told me I'm going to like fucking I'm going to do weird shit. I'm going to bark like a dog or quack like a duck or fucking cluck like a chicken. And your roommate is going to think you're up to some really fucking kinky shit. That's what that you're never going to want me anywhere near your apartment. I'll tell you that right now. Um, now, obviously, you know, she knows I'm joking. She'll laugh and it's playful and it's funny. But again, I've taken the tension out of that moment if, if there was too much tension there. So it's a really fun little process that I do like to use. Right. Let's move on. <sighs> guys, answer this question for me. How long do you think it's going to take you to get really good at banter? If you're to practice regularly, how long until you're really sharp, till you can just walk up to a girl somewhere, anywhere, and have fun, like joke around? Um, how long do you think that process is going to take? I'd love to see some ideas, some thoughts here. Because I know how long. I know how long I worked at it. And I'm going to tell you how long I worked at it, how long I tell guys are going to need to work on this to master it and how they're going to master it, okay? Because I'm going to give you a process to do this. This is a really important part of what I'm teaching you guys today right here. A year or three, one month. Okay, one month, guys. In one month, you guys can get really amazing at banter, and I'm going to show you how. And it's not going to require going out and hitting on lots of girls. It's not going to require anything but 30 minutes a day, every day for 30 days. You can do it from home. You don't need to go out, and I'm going to tell you how to do this. Um, um, cool. Jesse, I'm glad you're really great at teasing and banter. Um, but again, if you struggle around hot girls, it means you're not your brain isn't doing this easily enough. It's a little bit like I used to play piano, and I could play a, a piece at home, but if I didn't know well enough, the second I had a crowd and I was nervous, I, I would forget notes and I'd stumble over things. Same deal. You've got to be just better practiced. So, uh, Jake, no, you don't get a prize. Um, the prize is congratulations, Jake. You got it right. There's your prize. Um, cool. So um, um, let's have a little look how this is going to happen. Because th the thing is that banter teasing, think of it like a muscle. You know, think of it like a, 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 a muscle that you need to work out regularly and consistently. The muscle gets bigger and it gets stronger. And it's actually not a muscle. It's connective tissue and, and, and neural pathways that you're building. But think of it like a muscle. You're going to need to practice it regularly and consistently. 
So I'm going to give you an example of how I would do this, but I'm going to give you the steps of the stages first. Okay, it works like this. So step one, you go to an online dating site. Um, you know, it could be Tinder, it could be a phone dating site, it could be like Plenty of Fish Online, just make it a free one, no need to pay. And you want to find profiles of women you like. Then you want to pick a profile and note, start noting whatever features stand out. So don't try to tease in yet. Just look at the picture and think, um, shit, you know, what, what, what about this photo looks different or weird? Or, you know, what about what she wrote in a profile stick stands out to me? Like, what do I see here? What's noteworthy at all? And just make a note there first. Then set a timer for five minutes and just brainstorm all the different ways you could tease her based on those things you noticed that stood out. Like, you're not going to send them to her. Don't, don't, don't try to make them all great. Maybe some of them are offensive. It doesn't matter. Just get down everything that comes into your mind. So Ramesh, online dating doesn't have to work for you. Remember, we're not going to send them. This isn't about online dating. This is just about practicing teasing. Don't we, We're not going to even interact with these girls. So all you're going to do is brainstorm ways to tease for five minutes. And you're going to do that five for five different profiles a day for 30 days. So that's about half an hour a day for 30 days. If you do that, and trust me, I've done this with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guys, it will you will suddenly start being really amazing at coming up with witty, bantering things to say. It is a little frustrating and difficult when you first get started if, if you're not good at teasing and banter. But once you do get good at it, oh my God. So let me give you an example of how this might look. Here is a picture from a Plenty of Fish online dating profile. Guys, what stands out to you in this photo? Have a look. What stands out? What? What? Don't think of teasers yet. Just tell me, what do you notice? Like, what, what jumps out at you in this photograph? You know, try to think about what are you seeing here, you know? And it's, it's, it's a weird thing to think, but what are you, what are you spotting? Um, you know, what jumps out? What is unusual? You know, what's, what's, what's unexpected? What's, yeah, just try to give me some answers here, guys. Yeah, you see a motorbike, a chick on a motorbike, it's different. Cool, she's got purple shoes, lovely. I didn't see that when I had a quick glance at this. Absolutely, great, good one. She's got purple shoes, she looks sad on a fun bike, brilliant. Straddling the bike, gold wheel, non-bike clothes. Yes, brilliant, guys. She's not wearing a helmet, fantastic. She only has one leg. Fucking, I like it, guys. I like it, no safety gear. You guys are all down the right path here. You're spotting all the stuff that you should be spotting. <laughs> legs yes uh all right so so the, the, just just to, the, here are the few four things that i really saw one she's on a motorbike two it has gold wheels three she's riding a motorbike in a miniskirt and four you'll see under the photo she calls it her bay only four things i picked out uh, you, uh, what you guys have said are fucking brilliant too don't get me wrong um but that's all the only four that i've used here okay so going on from there um this is what she wrote in her profile. You can have a look through it. But basically, she said, I love this. I love this. I love this. I like this. I like this. I like this. I dislike this. I dislike this. I dislike this. Uh, you know, she wrote a whole bunch of crap. It's really not that amazing. Uh, you guys can uh, hopefully read it as well as you're watching. And then I think, well, what stood out to me in this profile? Well, I'll tell you what stood out to me in this profile. One, her layout was very orderly. She uses hashtags for no fucking reason, like hash hush now, hash all muscles, hash no brains, hash boring, whatever. Fuck, that's weird. Um, three, I note she talks about animals and food in the same sentence. Okay? I love animals traveling, eating good food. Can I work with that? We'll see. So um, um, 
these are the two profiles together. Let me give you guys some of the teasers that came to mind for me. Things that I could say when I brainstormed for five minutes on this photo. I'm sure there are many, many more than this. I just did this as I was quickly putting this together. One, you like good food and animals, I see. Well, I've been known to cuddle up and pet my pizza on the couch while I watch TV as well. Okay, just having fun, just being a little bit silly and playful. Number two, so you like to ride things that are white, huh? Now, I would not send this to a girl on online dating. Remember, it's about jotting down whatever pops into your head, whether or not it's appropriate to say. You're just getting it out of your brain. Number three, so riding a motorbike isn't attention-seeking enough. You had to have gold wheels as well. Number four, I can see you hate pretentious people so much you had to get golden wheels on your bike as an irony statement, huh? Because one of the things she said in a dislike list was she hates pretentious people. Number four, I can see your love-like-dislike list. Someone's a little bit of an organization Nazi. Number six, so what part of Asia do blondes come from? Yes, you probably couldn't see that she was Asian. I think maybe I'd seen other parts of her profile that made it more obvious she was Asian. Uh, number seven, me and Bay, huh? Dating a motorbike must be fun. It never speaks back to you. Number eight, don't you just hate it when you go out for a motorbike ride and realize you forgot to wear pants? And number nine, do you ride a motorbike for the speed or for the vibrations? So they were the, the nine that just popped into my head um, when I went through this and did this myself. It took me five minutes. Um, you may be able to come up with better ones. You may be struggling to come up with any. Um, but the thing is that everyone can do this. And, and in the beginning, you might just come up with really shit teasers that you wouldn't want to send, that you don't like. But the reality is that if you keep practicing this every day, you'll get better and better and better. And it's going to be easier and easier and easier to come up with ways to tease girls. And all of a sudden, before you know it, it becomes habitual. And before you know it, you're doing it in interactions with every girl and guy and person you're interacting with. After a while, you're going to have to hold back because it just comes too easily to, to mind what you could tease them about. I did this process myself, and I did it over literally over 30 days. It was a 30-day challenge I set myself every single day. I wonder, are any of you guys willing to take this challenge every day for 30 days? I'd like to know um, because it, it's powerful, and it works so, so damn well. Um, um, so yeah, guys, uh, let me know if any are willing to do that. Um, but yeah, all the best guys and have a fantastic Christmas. Have a fucking amazing new year's. Hopefully some of you guys have some new year's action. Um, new year's Eve is, is one of the best times of the year to pick up. Sadly, it's hard to get a one night stand on new year's Eve, but you know, there you have it. Um, have a great one guys. All the best. I Santa Claus never wears a bikini. That would be disgusting. Um, all the best, <laughs> uh, take care guys and have a really great one. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash sincere seduction audiobook, all one word, to grab the audiobook version of my award-winning book, Sincere Seduction, which is an end-to-end -end guide to approaching and attracting women. Take care, and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.